Hey, buddy, this is uh, this is stuff. You guys should meet each other. A couple of couple of green guys holding it down. You're going to be working together here in Orlando. It's, it's, it's going to be exciting, man. I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing you out on the court and what you can bring. Hey, man, what's up? Hey, what's up, Hish? Hey, well, you know, we we just signed Grogu. And I'm just introducing him to stuff and uh, getting him ready to uh, to to be a, a part of the team here in Orlando. Dude, we signed Goga, not Grogu. Oh, did you say Boba? Boba Fett? That no. guy? Oh, that guy from Sharpshooter from Distance. He's got the goods. The goods, my friend. Goga Biedice. He's from Sagarejo, Georgia, dude. Now, where's that at? Somewhere in the Outer Rim? Or, like, I'm not familiar with that. <sighs> Welcome, everybody, to Court Cousins, episode 39. My name is Kyle. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, my cousin, Jason the Peach. I'm long, I'm strong, and I'm down to get the floor on. Ooh, we will be, and we will touch on that later. But let me first let you know what's going to run down in this show. Mm. As always, we're going to check in with each other for the Chuma R-U-O-K-K check-in. We're going to have an engorged extendo edition oh, of the social media roundup. Also long and strong. Yes, indeed. Then we have a very, very special edition of Fill in the Blank with Master Wordsmith, mm. none other than Kobe Price from the Orlando Sentinel. So make sure you check that out later on. We will review what's going on with the Court Cousins Championship. And don't go away. Don't go anywhere, knuckleheads, because that large ending is coming up. Mm. It's grand. Before any of that hilarity and hijinks, we need to give a shout out to all of our all-stars and second cousins on the Patreon. They're the ones that really make this show go. So shout out to Omid, Raphael, Breadhead, Al, Matthew, Dan Young, Yachty, Bernie Pichet, Gloria and Damien, Connor, and the Polish Wonder. Court Cousins, come on down. You're the next podcast to interview Kobe Price. Amazing. And I do need to give a really special shout out now. Yes. After all of those shout outs. Mm. Because our boy Jay, Magic Player History, ah. recently up to the all-star level. And I forgot to shout him out last cu- last time, too. Oh, no. That was on me. That was on me. And come on. He, we've had this man raised, on the show like three I know. times. <laughs> he's, like, he's the dude. So if you haven't, make sure you check out Magic Player History on, on Twitter and Instagram. Go check out the YouTube. He does amazing history rundowns of of all these different players who have donned the pinstripes for the Orlando Magic really in depth from, you know, their college days to all the time that they play with the Magic. They're, yeah, if they're you're dope. ever thinking to yourself, man, I wonder if anyone's ever done this about the Orlando Magic. It has been done. He's done it. Yeah. Save yourself the trouble. Go check it out. Orlando Magic player history. Love you, Jay. Thanks, homie. Um, and just a little bit more housekeeping here, Peach, and then we'll get right in. I want to know how you're doing. Housekeeping? Right. <laughs> I fluff your pillow. <laughs> We're gonna stop I'm not going to do the oh, next one. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know how far we were going to go. It's early. We, we still don't know who's who's watching. All right, so Court Cousins Night. It's Thursday. It's next Thursday. Um, the next home game is Court Cousins Night. We're going to be there. We're going to be down there with all you second cousins. Can't freaking wait. I, it's pretty close to sold out, but you can check. There might be some more tickets. Fivo.me backslash Court Cousins. If they are, I think Jess, our ticket guy, uh, released some more in the lower bowl. So, you know, we won't all be sitting together, but we all are getting the group seat discount. 
So that's a reason to check it out. Um, you're going to be in all the raffles and giveaways that we have. Jess has told us he's given us two free tickets to give away to a future game. So we're going to go on the court after, cut down the nets. It's just going to be a good time. What do you need here? Yeah. You'd probably go out of the game anyway. Right. Get in on this sweet deal. Yeah. I wonder if Jess was like, oh, man, these guys sold way more tickets than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good group. I was at first nervous that no one was going to come and no, because no one likes me. And now we've got a good group. We've got, like, I think, 20-plus people coming. So now I'm nervous, like, oh, man, I hope everyone has a good time. But that's just that's just me. You could, if you want, you can still be worried that no one likes you. Okay. Maybe they're coming for me. Okay, I'll do that. I'll go back to that. I like that better. I think. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Everybody loves you. Well, um, these people are gonna love me because I'm announcing winners for the ticket giveaways. Hey, oh. So we we had four tickets that we were giving away: two uh, to the general pop second cousins, and then two to our elite patreons. So uh, the winner. For the ticket giveaway on episode 38 is none other than Cassian96. Congratulations. Uh, please send us an email, courtcousinsnba at gmail.com, Cassian, so we can get in contact with you and make sure you get those tickies. And shout out to Mr. TV on our Patreon. Uh, he won the Patreon giveaway, so we'll be seeing you down there, sir. Can't wait for that. Um, we've mentioned the Patreon a couple times for as little as five bucks. You can get on there, uh, check out some of the outtakes that we do, which are, in my opinion, I think the funniest stuff that we have doesn't even make it onto the show. I mean, sometimes. you guys have watched movies before and then you stay tuned and you see those outtakes on there and you're always like, oh man, these are funny or why didn't they keep that in? Well, yeah, here you go. Yeah. Well, the reason we didn't put it in is because we thought YouTube would ban us. So sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes we even talked about that a little on the most recent one. Yep. Yep. There's <laughs> lots of nipple talk. Yep. So go check that out. Um, and we also, you know, on the Patreon, we're always asking for input from our patrons, things that go into the show. There's a mm -hmm. couple things today that have been input from patrons. So if you're looking to be a little bit closer to the show and have some input and see some more exclusive content, go over to the Patreon and. Peach, we just opened up the YouTube membership program, mm. which is just a buck ninety nine. Right, they get like you get a sticker next to your name, depending on how long you've been right. uh, a member, and that's just kind of like a hey, thank you for what you're doing. Here's sure. two bucks a month if if you know if it's you like, can spare it. It's like third cousin. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but you know. That's just for people showing some love. So we appreciate all you got to do for that is you click the little join on the homepage. Maybe even under this video, there's a join button um, that will give you the YouTube membership info. I think it's over there. Yeah, go check it out. Press that. Press it right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now let's get into our first little segment. You know, we're cousins. We love each other. And we, we want to, you know, see how each other's doing. It's important to check in with your people out there, ladies and gentlemen. Check in with your family, your friends. See how they're doing, how they're feeling. So we like to do it here uh, based on our beloved Orlando Magic player, Chuma OKK. So how are you doing, sir, for the Chuma Are You OKK check-in? Uh, all right. Well, you know, you always do a lot of talking to start the show. Yep. So sit right back and uh, I'll tell you a tale. Uh <laughs> We've got uh, this first, my first slide of a series of three. Buckle up. Um, this is uh, Chumo Kiki from the uh, NBA 2K game. Okay. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Uh, you can see here I've also listed this as Peach in Winter Rating. Mm. I've also included these two graphics here. Uh, actually, I'm, just to be quite honest, as we yep. always do on the show, the, the graphic on the left, it bothers me. 
Uh, I one time cried at a Zoloff commercial that was similar to this. Uh, there's something about that image that really strikes a chord with me, and I do not like it. But it is okay to not be okay sometimes. I've kind of, over my years, realized that their seasonal depression is a thing, and I just try to like do my best to try to get through it. Um, it's not an enjoyable time of the year, but it's, it's almost over, which kind of takes me over to slide number two. You see on this first one, mm. Chuma's a 72 there. It's, yeah. On the second one, yeah. oh, we've got Cork Cousins in the background, little fireworks coming out of the corner there. That's exciting. Hey, dynamic ratings up to 78. Ooh. So like, I bring it for the show, you know, yeah. even this guy in a 78, every once in a while I'll hit like three or four threes in a row mm -hmm. and seem like an 80. You know, like he's, <laughs> he's going, he's going, but that's, that's the peach winter court cousins rating. So when okay. we're doing the show steps, it steps it up a little bit, which is nice. I feel you. It's nice to feel a little bit more like yourself during a time when you may not. Got it. Now slide number three. Mm. Uh oh, it's, it's peach in Orlando on vacation rating. Ooh. As you can see, it is swelled up to 91. Engorged. Engorged indeed, my friend. <laughs> and as you can see, we're leveling up. I've got Florida graphics here. We're let's go. We're everywhere. It's a party. It's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. I don't look forward to a lot of things. I think you'll agree. You've yeah. seen me. I don't get too excited about a lot of You're stuff. even kill type of dude. Super excited about this. As we record, we are a week away from actual Court Cousins Night, and yeah. that is exciting to me. So uh, I'm amped in general, but that's my little journey through. Yeah. And uh, now I pose to you, how, how are you feeling for the Chuma? Are I appreciate you okay, that. I appreciate it. I'm kind of taking your theme that I'm seeing of you know, just the, the normal ups and downs of life. You know, you're not always a 91. Sometimes you're that 71, that 78. Yep. And that's okay. And that's understandable. And and I'm willing to listen or to hold hold that container when you need it. And I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, I brought back an oldie and a goodie. Oh. We've got the growth flower there on the left. Mm -hmm. um, and Chuma there, he's coming out of the rain, but he's moving towards the growth flower. Okay. So I'll tell you a little story. You know, you told me one, I'll tell you one, Pish. Mm -hmm. So today I've been doing some grieving. Not grieving for a deceased relative or anyone like that, thank, thank the heavens. But grieving because maybe some of you can relate to this. I go through life developing an idea of a person who is going to be maybe a partner for me, right? Mm -hmm. Of my ideal lady. Um, and today I kind of came face to face with the reality that something that's really important to me in my life and something that I value very highly is not something that my lady values or mm. something that she's really interested in. And I think I was holding out hope that maybe I could, you know, sway her to it or influence her to it as you do in many new relationships. Maybe I'm trying to mold her a little bit, which isn't fair. Um, but I think today it really struck me that like, yeah, no, this isn't something that she's enjoys at all. Mm -hmm. And so what, what I'm grieving is that idea of the partner that I had in my head mm. that I'm not, I'm not going to have that. Right. You know? And so that was kind of tough to take. And I think at previous points in my in my life, I've run from relationships when someone didn't fit inside that box that mm -hmm. I had in my mind, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm feeling, and here's the growth flower. I've been doing you know, the work in therapy and work with her going through some relationship uh, therapy stuff where it's like, I can commute, we can communicate about it and I can move through that grief. As I talked about in our previous episode, I cried a little bit today, just feeling that sadness, feeling that grief. And now I'm feeling much better. Like we took a walk, we talked about it, um, <laughs> you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, had a little bit of that fun time. And 
we're kind of we're good and I, I'm I'm accepting that and I love her for so many other aspects of what she brings um, to the relationship and that's okay that like I'm not her perfect man by any means either you know so mm-hmm. um, that was a little rough for me but the growth flower is here and I'm just happy that um, I we can see each other for who we truly are and appreciate it mm-hmm. and move on because she's tremendous I mean among her many awesome qualities that pertain to this show she loves watching the orlando magic she genuinely likes watching the orlando magic so i mean (laughs) that is amazing she's always asking about the magic games is there she asked me if there's a magic game today and she was like oh wait no i'm sorry all-star break Uh, yeah see a lot of a lot of guys they don't get that part so they'd be willing to bend on the other parts if they could share that one thing so you know you gotta it's all appreciate the good stuff and you know you're gonna have some stuff that's not gonna be there it's right and if you I, continuously always try to make sure everybody fits every category, you're not going to have anybody. If they, if you're looking for somebody to fill impossible. that box, the box will be empty. Right. I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's why what, my box is empty. Yeah. Well, is that you? You relate to that, huh? Well, a little. Yeah. I mean, like I'm I'm not ready to just like be it, with somebody who doesn't. It's both. It's both. Like we it's have right. to have a good. You've got to have. There are certain things that are probably um, what do they call it? Like no, no fly, like uh, unbreakable. You need sure, sure, cer- sure. certain things that people need in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's other things that it's like, all right, that's got to be negotiable, right. and and maybe Deal it doesn't fit. Called, yeah. Oh, that that's what I was looking for, mm-hmm. and maybe it doesn't fit what I had, but. You know, <laughs> I've learned at this point now that I'm 35 and having run from multiple other relationships with wonderful, objectively wonderful women, yep. um, that I will end up in this exact same spot two sure. or three years from now mm-hmm. if I were to leave this relationship. And it'll just be something else. It won't okay. be this issue. It'll be a different issue because sure. that's what happened in my yes. previous relationship. So I'm happy that I'm, I'm in this growth and, and maybe that resonates with some that, of you out there. That's the circle of life. Yep. That's what Elton John was singing about. <laughs> Wait, he did that? That was him? Elton John, yeah. Did the Circle of Life Circle of Life? Like the Lion King For the Lion King, yeah. I fucking love Sir Ellen, man. I didn't even know that about him. (laughs) Okay. Saturday, Saturday, Yeah, he has two songs on that soundtrack that are pretty good. Oh, man. He is unbelievable. That's one of my big regrets. I haven't seen that guy live, and I I really want to. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could go off on it more, but then it wouldn't be an Orlando Magic podcast. So. All right, let's get back to the Orlando Magic. This is not a relationship therapy podcast or an Elton John podcast. Let's get to an engorged is, social media roundup. An Orlando Magic or engorged podcast or social media roundup. We're not doing what I learned uh, today. We've got Kobe Price coming on the show later. We've got a great conversation with him. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for more game-by-game rundowns, check out the reaction videos that right. we've been posting. That's kind of new yeah. to, to that to the pod so what i learned sometimes if you don't if peace doesn't feel like he has enough well new I, ideas look i learned a lot yeah but we're going to talk about it in social media roundup we're going to talk about it with kobe price yeah so there's no point in giving you a table of contents right at the top of the show you know all right so let's let, just do it let's get right into it social media roundup baby uh this one here let's start off with a magic new edition mm. And we've got to give some props to Malik from the close-up magic for calling this one. Yes. Um, After uh, quoting and retweeting a a tweet from Kobe Price, after the Orlando Magic waved Terrence Ross and Patrick Beverly, Malik writes, if he's willing to accept a role as a development center who likely won't play behind WCJ and Moritz, and even J.I., Chuma, and Bowl, then recently waived Goga Biadice, I'm still not sure how to say the gentleman's name yet, would make sense for the Magic to sign in one of their empty roster spots as a 23-year-old former first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, 
it happened. And so not too much later, a day later, in fact, Kobe Price again tweeting, News! The Orlando Magic have signed former Indiana Pacers big Goga Biedice and Malik writes a quote from the classic White Man Can't Jump. The sun shines on even a dog's ass once in a while. And I'll yes, be interested sir. to find out how Kobe gets this information. Stay tuned for that. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> in but our conversation. This is this is uh, this is the equivalent of of pointing to center field and then just hammering one deep. He called it. So you know. This happens, so there's tons of people out there making suggestions. At one point, I even suggested we trade for Pat Bev. I'm not here to give my flowers <laughs> yeah. because we didn't keep him. But, like, yeah. you, everybody starts throwing out names. Someone's going to be right. Yeah. This one was right on, and it is a de- it does sound like a decent fit. It's the big man everybody's been looking for, right, mm-hmm. That to just do big man stuff. He's just a European big doing European big things. So could be the piece we need. And as Himothy Hames lets us know, we signed the GOAT. In this hilarious image of, <laughs> like, it's draft day, and Goga is sitting next to Zion Williamson at media day, and it is a herd of people around Zion, and Goga is, this looks so lonely. His table is completely alone. Why they got to no do this man like that? No one's <laughs> interviewing him. For. <laughs> He's looking over to Zion, where there's got to be, like, 40 people surrounding Zion. It is... Well, I think I think sad. I, Gogo was either the 18th or 19th overall pick in the first round. Okay, um, let's look that up. And so I don't know why they put their tables so close together. That seems a little unfair. Yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't done by alphabet, right? Is Goga Zion not the same? Right. Williamson, yeah. the Aditze, no, no, no. Uh, and it wasn't clearly by first and you know 18th or 19th pick. Yeah. So like, what is the point of this? If they'd have put like the second round guy next to him, there probably would have been a little overflow at both, right? Yeah. But like, you mean number two, the second? Yeah, the pick. second overall pick yeah. or the third overall pick or like right. some college player of note to like, you know, this is come on. Yeah, it's like the NBA was trying to troll him. You're right, Peach. But we'll, he'll have the last laugh because he may end up playing more games <laughs> by the end of next year than Zion. Has. He may have already played more games than Zion will in his entire career if, if Zion doesn't get right. I hope he does, but damn, uh, down again. This is this is interesting. You know, This is kind of what I've been asking for. A lot of you second cousins out there have been asking for it. Just a, a big to do big man shit, uh, a paint big who can get some boards and um, box out some guys and take up some space down there Mm. you know we watched some goga highlights before this and they were only two minutes long and uh it was a lot of layups yeah being polite (laughs) calling them highlights Um, they were images that showed him playing basketball (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pretty sure one of them was a charge <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of his buckets but yeah like malik is saying hey this guy someone saw the, the upside in him enough to take him as 19th in the first round that's nothing yeah, to that's right. nothing to um pick your nose up at put, put your nose up at anyways <laughs> um there's talent there and so yeah this is actually this is the kind of signing that we talked about I don't know if it was last episode or two episodes ago when we were talking about the type of moves we expected Weltman and Hammond to make. Mm. It's that bull bull move. Yes. When when people just have counted him out. It's right. the it's this getting Goga when he's being thrown away by the Indiana Pacers. Sure. And maybe he develops into a solid, just a rotational big. And that's a huge victory for a team right. later down the road when you're trying to build a playoff and then a championship contending team. These little moves can be the difference maker. So let's yeah. see. Hopefully it can, can be something. It's worked so far. So 
Yeah. Front office must know something. I mean, speaking of working so far, the magician on Twitter is letting us know that mm. things have been working for the magic this year. He writes table courtesy of TV uh, base base. Nine. I don't know what that is. The Orlando magic is the only team in the league to have an upward trajectory net rating each month since the season started. The future is very bright for the young team. And he added, is this anything? And this seems like it might be something to me, Peach. I don't know what you're thinking about. But yes, indeed, the Magic net rating has gone up every single month. Let me I got to zoom in a little closer because the numbers are small. We started our net rating in October, November at minus 6.1. Then December is minus 1.2. Then January is minus 0.4, and in February it's a positive 2.2. So we're we're on we're on the all the way up. I mean, I found this bad boy. I knew you'd love it because there's a table, there's a graph, there's stats, and it proves our point of this growth flower, Mm -hmm. which comes up every show. Um, (laughs) Because I didn't think that would because (laughs) is a general. Here we go. You know, like there's there's even. Even though you may see some things and think there's setback here, setback there, remember the five and twenty squad that started the season. You know, like yep. see the trajectory already going on in this season. And I have a point that I'm going to go back in, in the in the notes I wrote for if we did what I learned, which are here. Oh, you get a little taste. Yeah, you know, in the last stretch of games, we were four and three. Right, we left with a sour taste because we lost that last game, Toronto. But four and three in the last stretch as we head in the All Star break at twenty four and thirty five. Mm. I need you to remember this record now. Now and temper those expectations because I feel like next year at this season at this part, if we were thirty-five and twenty-four, mm. that makes sense to me. Yeah, but twenty-four losses is still a lot. There's still going to be some dark spots in there, but I think we can flip that record by All Star break next year. So that's the kind of expectations I'm setting for us. Everyone, take your receipts. February, one year from now, we'll see if you pull a Malik out of your hat. Here. I was just going to say, I'll be right there. I'll be doing a Malik. I'll be like, yo, yo. <laughs> Go back, check the receipts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, look, we started at negative 6.1. That's not great. So there weren't a lot of places to go early in the season, but up. No, it's true. But it, it is moving in, in the right direction. And, and, you know, progress is progress. Progress, not perfection. It can definitely, there, there are holes, right? We still need three-point shooting. We know, mm-hmm, ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen. There are still some times when we scratch our heads at certain rotational. Well, the rotation's pretty solid, but at times when we think, "Oh, Mosley, come on, get the starters back in," or let the let the second unit rock a little bit more. Right. Everyone's growing, right? And then you know, Franz and Paulo have been a little cold here, and Cole yeah. will go through his peaks and valleys, and we'll get frustrated with the inconsistency or not seeing us with the big man ship. But it may not continue to rise the rest of the season, but as long as it kind of levels out, right? I'm cool with it. No, it's it's all you know. Progress is never a straight line, in anything well, we do. Could be. So well, it could be, but <laughs> I mean, as a teacher, I, I I talk to kids and we're kind of like looking at their work, and some days they're on and they produce awesome work, and then mm-hmm. other days it's down. But I hey try man, to, sometimes you're seventy two, sometimes you're ninety one. We exactly. Went over this. <laughs> exactly. But as long as the, we're trending in the right direction, as the magician is showing us here, that's all we can really ask for. So the team, the program, is moving on up and. That's all I want to see. Indeed. Someone who could be a big part of that progress, Peach. <laughs> this is my favorite one. This it's, is my favorite one. I think one. it's my favorite one, too. This, is our, is, this is our only welt god for the, for the think, social media? I think, it, I think yeah. it is. But, I mean, if, if we only have one, 
This is the one. This might be my favorite well god in quite some time. Maybe all year. I don't know. <sighs> Quote, the Magic are going to miss T. Ross's shooting off the bench. Caleb Houston, hold my Capri, son. Perfect picture for this. He's smiling. He's yeah. wearing a backpack. Yeah. He looks he's, like a kid in school. He's like 14 and like AAU or something. Yeah. I don't know where Walt God got this photo from, but little uh-huh. Canadian Caleb just doing something. It also really made old. me want a Capri Sun, <laughs> which I did rectify. You got a Capri? I had one. Oh, you popped the pouch, baby. Yeah, I got that orange. Hell yeah. I got a Capri Sun guy. I can hook you up. I mean, Caleb's been getting some minutes here. Last few games. And playing well when he gets them. Sure. Like, I don't know how much he'll get them as everyone is back healthy, but he makes the most of his time. Doesn't pop off the screen, but does all the right things like yeah. you expect a Michigan guy to do. He's making cuts, and he has one of the best shooting strokes I've I seen in a while. I honestly think he is the sole reason why. I mean, I understand there's a lot of other things going on with Terrence Ross, who we'll talk about in a bit, mm-hmm. but I honestly do feel like they feel like, yeah, we could just put this guy in. Yeah. So, and he has a chance to get improved, whereas T. Ross has already peaked. T. So. Ross is going to do what he's going to do. I like do. it. And and um, maybe it's now a good time to go to the T. Ross appreciation post? Uh, we'll do it later. Okay. All right, fine. All right, so um, this one from patron Breadhead. Shout out to you, sir. He got to thinking after listening, I think, to one of our recaps mm-hmm. about Markel Fultz's clutch impact adding possessions, and if there was any stat for that. Love it. I love it. He's digging for stats, baby. Yes, Breadhead. And the stats do back it up. Fultz leads all guards in possessions added, which is a stat that measures steals plus offensive rebounds. Huge impact in being competitive. Peace replies that I speak facts, bro. You must have. You yeah, made, you made I, the know, comment I, I remember this saying this on our wrap-up when I was talking yeah. about Markel's you know, he it's not showing up in the stat sheet all the time what he does, but right. he's a positive player. Mm-hmm. And then we looked at the his plus minus for the game, which is points scored when you're on the court. And right. it's sort of like that wasn't doing him justice either. I'm like, he's a positive possession guy. Mm-hmm. So Breadhead dug deep. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for proving proving my point and finding some stat that actually does give Wendell or does give Fultz a little love because he doesn't seem to be getting it. And this is nice. It's a nice taste of like, okay, yeah. You do this, and this is good. And then if you also take what we're going to share share next with Stanley Swanson, yeah, and add that to the game. Well, yeah, because I, there were there were times when I'm the one of the biggest Markel Fultz supporters out there. You He's all a Markel know. Mark. I, you you all know that. You you you've watched the episodes. You know that we've been preaching this from day one. But when he came back this year, you know there were more turnovers and some some plays. Sometimes I didn't really feel like this was the Markel that I expected. And recently, he has gone to another level. Mm. And we're seeing those turnovers completely disappear, as Stanley Swanson notes here. Do you guys understand how hard it is to play 35 minutes of basketball and not commit a single turnover while getting nine assists and being the main ball handler? Hashtag point God. That is... That was a great game. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be pretty close to the equivalent of a perfect game almost for a a starting point guard Mm -hmm. to be able to do that those kind of numbers. That it's it is super hard. Yeah, that, I mean, the, the not enough love is given to that, and what we don't have a stat to go with here is that his scoring is up, as you'll find out in the Court Cousins Championship later, yes, which yes. is also an excellent piece. And at some point, I think people are going to start looking at 
Markel as a more important piece of what we're doing here, which is what it should. Because I think the the outlier media kind of looks and goes, "Oh yeah, they got Paulo and uh, what do they got? Franz? Yeah, okay, for, <laughs> so they got Franz is kicking it. All right, yeah, but oh. yeah, bull bull, oh, yeah, bull bull. Yeah, we see the bull bull. But like they're going to start to recognize Markel Fultz as the maybe one A, one B on this squad as far as guys we should be talking about. I think there's still a lot of people who gave up on him a yeah. long time ago when he left the Sixers and well, just aren't ready. He's kind of like the antithesis right now to the Ben Simmons saga that is sadly un- mm-hmm. unraveling before our eyes and there's being a lot you know media loves to just pile on to Ben Simmons who sure. has is just looks like a different guy from when right. he came into the league and Markel is now this kind of su- huge success story he right. was pretty much people wrote him out of the league essentially we got him for a second round pick in Jonathan Simmons um, who was whatever um, yeah. and now he is clearly the leader of our team. I think a lot of the early turnovers are probably because guys didn't even realize that he was going to be able to make a pass into that window, and they were as surprised about it For as sure. all of us were. That, sure. Oh, man. Oh, my God. You know, And so now guys are understanding that this guy is on another level he, of, of passing, of facilitating the offense, of the places that he can get to on the court. And everyone's just getting much more comfortable with it. And because of that level of comfort and consistency with the rotations, we're seeing, as you said, Markel's stat lines are now starting to reflect what we knew before. Yep. You'd love to see it. You introduce the next one, Pish. All right. Uh, so I was uh, scrolling through the uh, the IG, as I want to do. Um, always looking for some good stuff for this segment. Came across the uh, most legendary sports quotes from uh, all sports culture. There was a lot in this slide. Some classic ones you would you would know for sure. All of them were ones you'd know, like uh, Wayne Gretzky saying, "You you uh, miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take." Yeah, and uh, the uh, classic, "Who do you think you are? I am from bowling." Um, and then all of a sudden, this one came across, which is uh, from Pat Williams. And it says, we can't win at home. We can't win on the road. As a general manager, I can't find anywhere else to play. And I guess I'm just sad that with all these other legendary sports quotes, this one was in there. Do people know yeah. about this one? Because I don't remember it, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of like when this could have, this must have been like before Shaq. Like, was it like 91? Like, it could have been. I don't know. I, this was new news to me. Is that, do you remember it out there, Second Cousins? I, I guess I'm what mostly the context. Of yeah, this? mostly questioning: Is this as common a well-known phrase as they think it is? Because this was there's some legendary quotes that were in this thing. Yeah, and for this to appear with it, sort of seemed like, well, shit, I what? This is our team. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah, I should know about this one, but I I know. <laughs> so, yeah. do you guys all know about this, or am I? Did I just miss it, or yeah. is it just because it's bad and we kind of just try to forget it, so we put it out of our mind? Maybe <laughs> I was probably five. Well, now I was probably yeah, maybe five or six when he said this. I'm assuming. I don't know what year it was. Does anyone remember the context of this? Put it in the comments. For I us. mean, I would like to think he could find us somewhere else to play too. So it just doesn't really yeah. even make sense. But. Anyway, <laughs> Speaking of things that don't make sense, let's get to this next series. Oh, let's talk about shitty refereeing, shall we? The Super Bowl came down to... Oh, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Other refs. (laughs) Oh, a second one here. This one is from Himothy Haynes again. Miami star player out here tonight. Multiple plays in the clutch. He has a bright future in this league. Yeah. And it is one of the referees from from the Miami Heat Orlando Magic game. 
He's got his he's got his uh, his ref uniform on there yep. with his Miami clearly emblazoned across his chest. Mm-hmm. He's got the headband looking like he's good because he's putting in work. Right, and you know he he did play a damn good game, especially in the fourth quarter in the clutch time. That's yeah. really when he stepped up his game, yeah. and that is the he was hallmark. kind of like the T Ross. He kind of like right. he got torched. He, he got, got hot. hot right, right, right. And that's the hallmark of like a truly great player. Right, is someone who can turn it on and isn't scared of the pressure moments and can deliver. And he really delivered for the Heat. You got to give take your hat off to him, man. Yep, yep. <laughs> take your headband off. Yeah, <laughs> they should take that seventy five patch off because that was last season. Bed. There were a lot of. There was a lot of vitriolic anger about this one in the Magic community for good reason. I mean, there were two calls at the very end of the game that swayed it. Uh, that bogus, that bogus charge call was that. That was in the fourth. That was court. a little earlier. That was though. a little earlier. Yeah. But then we had one on Markel in the fourth yep, yep. when the guy was clearly moving. It would have been an and one opportunity that probably would have sealed the game for us. Yeah. Um, there was the the. Um, Oh, the Bam Adebayo, that was earlier. I talked about that. But well, the, the Wendell Carter rebound where he got oh, fouled by yes. Bam, And then they called the foul on Markell as the ball started to bounce away and go the other way. That was the biggest miss. Wendell was assaulted. Yeah, and it's just, they really, it was it was very odd. We, we're not ones to usually complain about the ref on this show. We've done 39 right. episodes of the show. We this is the first Very time, rarely yeah. mention the refs at all. Yeah. But in this one, it just seemed egregious. And man, it would have been nice if we could have had a guy on the team to go up and talk to the refs and maybe show them some camera footage. Yeah. But, but we got rid of Pat Bev. <laughs> we got rid of Pat Bev. Orlando Man 407 says, man, I wish we had a guy like this to tell these refs they're trash. I did not see this clip. I, I saw like all of the LeBron memes and everything, but I just I stay away from LeBron. There's already enough Lakers coverage. I don't need to go looking for any more of it. Oh. So I did not see this hilarious clip where Pat Bev somehow got a camera from yeah. someone on the sideline and right. went up to the ref trying to show him the replay. And you know it's egregious when even the composed, the professional Dante Marcatelli chimes in mm. with a hilarious little quip here I do my I might add I haven't been this angry since Apple decided to change their phone chargers all right Dante we see you why the hell did they do that was annoying yeah out there working <laughs> I don't know I'm not an Apple guy so that's your problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that that was bad we don't need to harp on the referees too much but damn yeah like you said that four and three in these last seven it would have been nice we could have <clears> easily <throat> been five and two there to play devil's advocate for the refs, the yeah. Magic did allow Miami to kind of come back in this one. For sure. Um, we kind of left the door open enough for the refs to shove them through. And, and, and Miami's a good, experienced team that down the clutch is going to find ways to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And if the refs aren't going to hold them accountable, they're going to take extras too, right? Like, for sure. I mean, if you're getting away with something, you're going to keep doing it. It's how the Patriots won a ton of Super Bowls. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> Yeah, and, and, you know, another thing just to be fair is we shot the exact same amount of free throws as the Miami Heat in that game. Yeah. That was I don't always game. put the emphasis on the amount of no, free but throws, but the point is there, yeah. F- foul calls should even out over the course of a game and when they're dead even, you know, ours just sucked because they came in crunch time right. when right. the game was decided. Yes. And you hate to see that. Yep. You hate to see games decided by the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think the Super Bowl refs watched this game and then said, yeah. hold my beer. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they didn't have any Capri Suns. So they just said, hold my beer. I'm going to go ruin this big game. I'll be back. <laughs> They're probably having a great time right now. Those refs are all hanging out in a bar going, we are screwing things up. Woo! Remember that time we went on strike and fucked up everything and we got paid more? Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, let's go to a little bit of trade deadline reaction after now the dust has settled. Mm. We can kind of look around and see the landscape and see where people have gone. Yep. So let's get into a little bit of this. Um, the first one is from The Score, and this is a report that the Grizzlies and the Pacers each offered three first-round picks for the Raptors' OG Ananobi. And this is a player that, I mean, I thought that would be nice to have a player like OG Ananobi, right? A guy like that, plus Franz, plus Paulo. You got two of those guys on the court at all times, three of them in crunch time. That is pretty dynamic. Um, but the price tag, three first-round picks, are, are you doing – I mean, they 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 – they they laughed apparently. They turned away three first rounders. Yeah, so it you, sounds like you're about to ask me if I think this price is too high and you should not ask I'm me. I'm not gonna ask you. you that. No, that's too high. Okay. Even at two first round picks, I'm not loving it. But three is way too high. I don't know why they wouldn't take this deal from the Pacers. Because yeah. the Pacers actually have a decent pick coming up. Right. This seems like and it man, it could have been a nice fit for the Pacers too, if Og is everything you say he, he is, but you know, I doubt on that. And uh I just I, I, if this is what these guys are, this is a guy who's not been an all-star. Mm-hmm. Three first-round picks for a guy who hasn't been an all-star, that, that price seems too high. If that's the price, you can see why there weren't as many big-time moves made by us. Because if that's what people want, and they want one of our picks this year, and right now we're still sitting in the like five and eight because of having Chicago's pick, you know, I'm hoping that ours goes up and theirs comes down and we kind of mm-hmm. swap. But either way, possibly two, two top ten picks, I'm sure one team – that wanted to trade with us, any team would have wanted at least one of those. Yeah. And if what they're offering is not high enough, that's I just for for yeah. Og. For Og. Well, like I, I can see why it would make sense for a team like the Grizzlies, but I'm really confused at how the Raptors yeah. would turn down the Pacers because yeah, those are gonna sense. be probably pretty good at least this year is going to be a pretty damn good first round pick. Maybe the next couple of years with Tyrese the way Tyrese Halliburton is playing. You know, the Indiana Pacers, they're going to be sniffing the playoffs, just like us, I, we hope, you know, next year. So, yeah, th- those might not be the greatest picks, but I still think they're going to be, like, 15th in the first round, and that's a pretty damn good pick still. But the, Gri- the Grizzlies, I understand, right? That's a really good team. They're probably – as long as they still have John Morant, they're, that, those first-round picks are going to be late first-round picks. So if you're a team like the Grizzlies – ready to try to make a an all-in push in the playoffs trying to get to a championship then hey giving up three first round picks for a guy who can make an impact and probably be on your squad for the next four five six years hopefully i think that's worth it but for us we are we're not there what was I call, that, was that a call, big l what was no, that no this is i'm calling a foul. a foul i'm okay. calling a foul okay this is from the score He's yeah. out of Canada. Mm-hmm. I think they're in on it with the Raptors, and I think they're oh. just trying to make OG seem like that's his price. Got it. So that they can get what they want for him in the offseason. It seems like a smokescreen to me. Or they're trying to like build up Og. Right. They're trying to be like, Something. no, we refused three right. first-round picks for you, Og. We believe in you. They want to get the most. So then somebody's going to come back, and maybe they won't offer him three first-round picks, but maybe they'll offer him two and a player that they also kind of like. Okay. And maybe that's really what they want. But they want to make it seem like their price is high. Ah, oh, see, Peach, you're always seeing the other Can- angle on something. Canadians stick together, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's tight up there. Someone who doesn't stick stick together, 
who flees at the quick at the first sign. Kevin Durant and of, NBA teams. Yes. <laughs> this one from NBA memes. Somehow, I don't know what Kevin Durant was attending. Maybe the building of some type of new facility. He's got a hard hat on and uh, like a neon yep. ca- a construction vest of some sort. And the tag is, this dude just shows up when everything's already built. Yep. Moving to his new team. What this is like fourth team now. Yep, fourth team, I think. That already has, you know, one now All Star, a guy who's been an MVP, multiple time All Stars, DeAndre Ayton, overpaid but still a damn good big right. down low. So he's got already three kind of like top tier players, and now he's coming to be the final piece yet again. Right, just like the last guy in the door to now win a championship, try to win a championship. I don't know. Well. I'll give you a pause and a neg here because I feel yeah. like when you're that nice mm-hmm. and you can just kind of control where you want to go, you yeah. do that, right? Okay, so that's he, your sunshine. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he's not going to be like, uh, can somebody please get me on the Pistons tomorrow? Yeah, like, fair. Right? Like, yeah, he, no, he can choose where he wants to go, so he probably wants to go to, like, a location he likes, either a big city or a warmer city, like you would imagine, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, if you had your pick. There's a lot of places you'd want to go and you wouldn't want to go. So he's earned that right. But shade. I don't even know if it needs that kind of shade because everybody loves everybody who who talks positively about LeBron. Part of what's made him kind of interesting is that other than when he went to the Heat, he didn't do this. Right. He went to the team and then they built around him and he made other players better. And he he introduced you to Matthew, Matthew Della Dova and <laughs> some other guys that like you shouldn't know, but because they're on his team, he makes them better. Austin Reeves right now. Well, like, going going home to Cleveland so, saved saved LeBron's narrative. Right. And he exactly it did. Yeah. And then he went back there and they kind of put things together with him and Kyrie and you know. Yeah. But he doesn't just show up when everything's already built. He kind of has stuff built around him or he works with what he's been given or he like tries to make things work, work out and get players around him. Whereas he just kind of comes in as like, I'm the final piece. I'm Katie. I also noticed Durantula and yeah. I'm here to, to work things. And yeah. I, I, I think, see both sides. Yeah. I, I see both sides. I think it's, it's an unfortunate, maybe pressure expectation when you've got a guy that's a transcendent basketball player um, and a star on a team He's also expected to be a transcendent leader. Mm-hmm. And those two things don't always go together. He's and not a leader. Kevin Durant is not a leader. Nope. And that's okay. It is. It's totally fine. He can be the best player on your basketball team, but and not your leader. Right. And that's okay. Um, but you know, when he went to Brooklyn and tried to do it himself, there clearly wasn't the culture mm-hmm. in that building, and it all fell apart. Yep. And hey, you know. The GM, the coach, they can contribute to creating the culture, but the buck stops with the players. Mm. You know, the players are the ones who can really define the culture and especially the leaders of the team. Right. And so that responsibility is always going to be, and that that blame will always, for me, be on Kevin Durant to a large extent because he wanted to create that, and then when it blew up, just left, and now he's going to a great team, which, hey, good on you, bro. You're right, but... Also, in the Eastern Conference, it's not always about the buck stops here. A lot of times, it's that the bucks stop you. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Well, we just talked about LeBron and how you know he's trying to make players around him better, and and so let's talk about a a a little of it last night. Yeah, a a recent Magic uh, player, Mo Bamba, 
made his premiere, his first Lakers game. Um, and what what was his stat line? Like four points. It wasn't six awesome. boards and three blocks. six fouls. Three blocks was the highlight. <laughs> and he fouled out in sixteen minutes. He was Mo Bamba doing Mo Bamba things for the yep. Lakers, and you know he did some good things. He did some aggravating things, but mm-hmm. I think he'll find a little place there. Really, just as kind of being their bench big to come in and get some minutes. Um, they were winning pretty handily, so he got a lot of minutes later in the game. Uh, it just he's. It looked weird to see him in the 12. It gave me Dwight Howard vibes all over oh, again. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, another another magic big man in La La Land. And it, yeah. this this will be the, no offense, the worst of the three <laughs> experiments, <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. I, I, I stumbled upon a tweet like many of you may have in the magic community because a lot of us jumped on with this. A gentleman at Keith underscore Gucci a Lakers fan, I assume, said, WTF, Mo Bamba trying to play outside like a guard. Get in the post, man. <laughs> and <laughs> Magic fans, you came through with some classics, just letting him know. Um, Orlando Eli said, uh, first time um, from, a, from a movie. And he, Keith replies to all of these. It is crying emojis. Mm. Evan wrote, he's got no post moves, though. So what's he going to do down there? Keith's respond to that. Um, and then it's just one after the yeah. other. Congrats on losing your Mo Bamba virginity from Caleb. Like, Yeah, I, w- I think I would have said, I remember my first Bamba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. RL says, R- uh, don't worry. You'll think he's black Jesus when he's typical monthly five of five, three point performance. Right. Yeah. I think, he, I think he went over oh, 0 for three or 0 oh, for four from, th- from three right. last night. It was not, not one of the good Mo Bamba games. It was just a. Uh, He's in there getting minutes kind of thing. But that's what the Lakers were looking for. That's what they needed. They needed a little bit more size and length on the inside. And overall, what the Lakers built, I think, is good. I think um, they added some good pieces back. And I I really do think they're in a good spot to make the play-in, or even better at this point. They have... The, they, the West is kind of clogged in the middle. They've got to win a lot of their last games right now. I think it's like 16 of the last 24 or something. they got to do yeah. some work to it make it. We'll see. Could be done. It'll be fun to watch them. And you know they're going to force it on us because they always show you the Lakers no matter <laughs> oh, how course, bad they are. Of course. <laughs> a team that definitely will be in the Lakers, or in I'm sorry, in the playoffs, uh, is a team that we just spoke about when speaking about Kevin Durant. The Phoenix Suns mm. have officially signed... Terrence Ross, yep. which, uh, you know, uh, see, I, I don't love what Kevin Durant did, but I'm going to have to root for the Phoenix Suns Okay, with, with Terrence now on that squad because I would love to see him get a chip. Okay. So he's wearing eight. They welcomed him to the Valley, and we're on a send-off. There was a lot of love for Terrence uh, on, on the socials. Orlando Muse uh, writes, Terrence Ross scored 3,805 points off the bench in a Magic uniform. No other player has had more than 3,000. So Fun stat, but Orlando Muse, how many points did he score as a starter? Yeah, not not many. Yeah, Not many. He didn't start a lot of games, but should have, you know, probably. the sixth man is an important position on an NBA team, yeah. and we can now make the argument that Terrence Ross is the best sixth man in the history of the Orlando Magic. I mean, the stats are there. Yeah, so you know, thank you, Torch. I know times were up and down, but Always uh, went through them like a gentleman and a scholar. Mm. Um, it was a great, just a fun, positive guy. Always seemed to love being in Orlando. He genuinely does. He had a, you know, his his goodbye video was talking about how he loves being here, how he appreciated being welcomed, how his family's here, how he's mm-hmm. always going to be a resident. Yep. So I, I think, like like many 
ex-players, not only Magic players, who like oh, yeah, to retire in Orlando. We'll be seeing Terrence Ross post career. He, yeah, he's going to be in the around. booth with Dante. Oh, he's going to fill in for yes. Nick Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. Can't wait to see the torch in the pre and post game. That's going to be good. So good luck in the Valley. I do hope they get the chip. All right, Peach, we're going into our last post on our social media wrap-up. This one is from Mavs Magic Draft. Mm. We've seen a wave of consistency from Cole Anthony over the last about three weeks. He's really found his niche off the bench since January 20th, 12 games. He's averaging 13.8 points per game, 4.8 rebounds per game, 3.5 assists per game, one block per game, and only 1.4 turnovers per game. On splits of 54%, 40%, and 86.5%. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it, Peach. How are we feeling about the Cole Anthony's? Well, I don't know a lot about splits other than in a gymnastic sense, but um, <laughs> I do know that Cole Anthony has been leading the charge off the bench for the squad. Yep. And it, everyone's roles are defined, and it's been super helping. Yep. And he has been the glue that's holding that bench together, as we've seen without him the last two games. They haven't been quite the same. Right. Um, and that's what he brings, is he brings that, that fire and that intensity, and he's been shooting the ball better. And it's just, it allows other people to do what they do because they're not having to try to be a point guard all of a sudden, right? Like they're letting kind of him run that part of the show, which is good. I, it, all around, you can't ask for much more from Cole Anthony than what he's been giving yeah. in the last series of games. So it's really stunk to, to, to be with Adam last two, but he'll be back, I would assume, after the break. Absolutely. I mean, he's been – I don't think it can be overstated – Cole Anthony's impact on this team, putting the headphones back on, Peach. Uh, I, I don't think it can be overstated how much of an impact Cole has had in in the recent stretch of games, especially as he's settled in to his you know role as the the guy off of the bench who who runs the show. And you know, to your point too, he's when he he's playing well. He's also closed out a couple games here and there, right. you know? So if he's a hot hand, he knows that Mosley's going to stick with him. And there, it's not uh, – Mavs Magic Draft also put his per 36 numbers up here, which is like 21 points a game, 7.5 boards, 5.5 assists. And, yeah, he might not get ever 36 minutes a game. Like Those are kind of starter minutes. But – he could get 30. He could get 32 right. um, being the seventh man off the bench. And he really does make everything go. He's been elevating the play of everyone around him. Something that he's added this year uh, in a big way is that floater. He was in a shooting slump earlier in the year. He di- he made a decision to get into the paint. That has been causing other people to get open shots. I mean, I just look at Jalen Suggs play and yes he did have a pretty damn good game last game one of his better games of the year Mm -hmm. but that was a lot of playing beside Markel Fultz too he played a lot of minutes next to Markel Fultz when Jalen Suggs has the ball he's not as steady his minutes don't look as good he is a fantastic shooting guard and Cole Anthony helps unlock that that player in Jalen Suggs just like he helps unlock the best version of Moritz Wagner as well as Franz um, and Bol Bol and all the guys on the second unit and when he's playing next to Markel he's shown that he can be a damn good off-ball guard as well especially if he keeps shooting 40% from the field the only thing is you know that has been with Cole we've seen Cole go on a tear before the question is the consistency. Will he be able to keep it up? And I just hope to hell he will. I think he will be because this is the first time that he's had consistency around him. Yep. 
as an Orlando Magic. For sure. So I think this is going to be a trend. And this Cole Anthony, man, this is undeniably a tremendous impact player who I'm happy to be, have on the team because he's one of my favorite guys on the squad. Mine too, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I've been watching a lot of uh, draft videos for like, you know, potential draft rankings and stuff like this. And all the guys always say, oh, the Magic need to upgrade their guards. So they're going to take A and B, you know. Yeah. They, they always, oh, they got to upgrade their guards. And they'll mention, oh, they got Mark L. Foltz and they got Jalen Suggs and they got Cole Anthony, but they need to update their guards. Those three guys right there are the most clutch dudes on our team. And would they have the clutch gene? I'm comfortable yeah. with the ball in their hands oh, yeah. when the buzzer beater's there or the game's on the line. Those are the three guys. You're not so wrong. that may not show up on your stat sheet, people. And please don't call him Franz anymore. <laughs> but those guys are better than you think. Yeah. You know, yes, it would be nice to get another shooting guard option in there, but they don't know. Yeah. So they'll find out. They will find out. Um, so if you have uh, any so, uh, posts that you find insightful, interesting, or just downright hilarious, hit us up at court underscore cousins, and mm. maybe it'll end up on the show. All right. Someone that always, Peach, yep. has some insightful ideas Yep, is the man we are now going to welcome in. Okay. Hope you enjoy this segment. Fill in the blank with none other than Orlando Sentinel reporter, Kobe Price. Oh, I'm going to put on pants for this. <laughs> It is now time for a very special edition of an oldie and a goodie, fill in the blank, with a true Shakespearean, a, a professional, a writer extraordinaire, mm. Kobe Price, everyone. Let him hear it. Kobe, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to hang out with us and the second cousins out there. And as you know, on the show, before we get into it, Mm. We we want to know how you're doing, man. We, we care about you. So how are you doing, sir, for the Chuma Are You OKK okay check-in? Yeah, no, I think I sent you the picture uh, for this segment. If, for people who are just listening to this may not be seen. Remember the picture where Chuma, I think it was like a program or something, like a run that he went to during the offseason. I think he had a camp that he did earlier that morning, earlier that afternoon, and then from that camp he went to go play the pickup game whatever it was later that day yeah and everybody has an image of him wearing the jersey over his polo and I actually <laughs> asked him about that you did okay i did actually i just just nonchalant just asked him about that like what was the deal he is like uh he explained just how i explained to you guys right there just like yeah like i was just in a rush had to run over from my camp to go go play pickup i didn't ask him at the time but i, I wish i did it's like you could have just threw the jersey, like could have took the pole off and thrown the jersey on, man. Like you didn't have to, have to do that. But Chuma that, that's, doing Chuma that's, things. That's where I'm at right now. That, that's where I'm at right there. Just why, why do that? Nah, man. It's just I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get the get the task done. I'm just trying to trying to do something. That, that's where I'm at right now. Fair enough. Well, um, I, I'm sure you're. Hopefully, you're getting a little bit of a breath of fresh air as we're going now into the All Star break. But if you aren't already second cousins out there, you need to, you must absolutely be subscribing to the Orlando Sentinel to follow Kobe's work. Um, it, digitally, it's like pennies on the day. I think it's like seven bucks for six months um, to get the amazing journalism that that Kobe's been putting out. Uh, you travel with the team quite often. Not not every game. How does that work? You, you sometimes I hear you in the interviews in the post games traveling. But some days not. How does that work when you decide when and where you're going to go? 
yeah it, it's uh i guess you know maybe a budget thing best yeah. way to describe it is in terms of when what road trips make more sense than others like for instance i didn't go on this back-to-back in chicago and toronto but you know be allocating the resources for trips that just make a little bit more sense Got um, it. from that standpoint so right now we need to we need to send Kobe everywhere campaign second cousins. <laughs> we need to buy subscriptions. We need to be emailing managers, telling telling them how much we're loving all the reporting that Kobe's doing. We want him at every single road game. I would suggest giving him a follow on Twitter. That's where I get a lot of my magic updates is from him on Twitter. That's free and it'll give you a taste and then you'll be like, maybe I need to read more. And then you need the whole Kobe. Beef. Then you'll get the whole thing. I did your joke. I'm sorry. And not well. <laughs> I, I don't even need to self-promote. I appreciate you guys for doing it for me. That's, that's, that's where it's at. That's love. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. All right. So let's get into it. I'm excited to, to have you on for this, this game because, you know, I'm an English teacher and you're a pro writer. So mm. this is like I'm getting to see the pros in action right now. And I did what they call some college. <laughs> but a lot of English classes, so I'm ready. So you're good. You're yeah, good to I'm go. Good. We're ready for some wordplay. So uh, here we go. We're just going to get right into it. We've got four fill-in-the-blanks for Kobe. And the first one, sir, is this. Blank is the most vital element to the team's success. Defense. Mm. Yes. Mm. Oh, okay, so do I need to – you guys want to like – yeah, flex. Give the word, then explain. Yeah, then, yeah, okay. yeah. Right. Give your take on it. Give your take on it. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. So, yeah, defense is the most vital part just because that's going to be, you know, what this team needs to hang its hat on for the rest of the season if they want to continue to progress. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think it might have been Wendell. And if it wasn't, I'm sorry, Wendell Carter. Uh, but I think it was him. I'm pretty sure it was him who said that they, you know, he believed that they could be a top 10 defense in the league. And, you know, since – since they you know they started to get healthy they've been training in that direction throughout the year mm-hmm. so i think right now of the time of recording they're somewhere in the i think they're 16 somewhere in that 16th to 17th range or at least they were before the loss to toronto like that's what's going to need to get them you know to the next steps in their in their development they, they they have the tools they have the versatility they have the bodies they have the mindset so they just need to perform that way and you mm-hmm. know their defense fuels our offense. Getting out in transition makes it a lot easier for them to run, you know, get some early points because sometimes in late clock situations, it can be, or in half court situations rather, it can be a little bit of a of a struggle at times. So using the defense to fuel everything else, that's going to be the most vital part of this team. Yeah, that's a great point because any of these times, even in these last two games, you want to look at just those. The moments where things are going well for us, it's because our defense is getting things going. And you said all the great things that we our team does have. One of the things we don't have is consistent three-point shooting. Mm. So we're going to need to score in the paint and inside, and that's a lot easier to do off of defensive transitions and and getting those turnovers and, and getting those kind of buckets. So we, that's, that's what we need to hang our hat on is defense. So I think that's... That's your blank Perfectly as well. Perfectly filled blank. Well, I'm not going to go with anything different. That makes complete sense. <laughs> I I'm I'm on the same I'm on the same boat as y'all. I you know we have a saying on this show, Kobe, um, that we like to see hashtag big man shit. Yes. And and I think that big man shit is going to be the most vital element to the team's success. When we do our show recaps, you know, second cousins, you're tuning in for the recaps. I'm always looking at the rebounding and the points in the paint mm-hmm. because until we get that three point shooting, right. we got to be winning those big um, or else we're not winning. 
So I think that is where I'm going to land on that one. All right. Fair enough. All right. You, you feeling good now, uh, Kobe? You got your feet wet on that first one? Ready? Yeah, yeah. Warmed up. I'm enjoying the, this is a good game. Yeah, it's like a free throw right there. Just taking my okay. free throws. He's limber. All right. He's ready. Yeah. <laughs> seeing how, seeing how much of my shooting touch is right there. Did you play hoop growing up? Yeah, yeah. Like, like as a kid all the way through high school, yeah. Okay. Because I know you've covered a lot of sports. Is basketball your favorite thing to cover and or, or watch? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, okay. m- most definitely. Actually, yeah, I would definitely say so. Uh, especially to watch, like, can watch it probably more than it's healthy to do so in a day. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, a true kindred spirit. <laughs> All right. Well, another guy that loves ball and now lives and breathes it. Although he used to love some football too, mm-hmm. is our boy Jalen Suggs. Just watched an awesome documentary on that. I think I'm a little late, but Overtime had a cool documentary following him home to Minnesota. That was cool. Check that one out if you haven't already. So here is the blank on Jalen Suggs. The final version of Jalen Suggs is blank. What say you, Mr. Price? Shout out to Tony Allen, first team all defense. Mm. Wow. Wow, Tony. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how often you get a Tony Allen uh, callback, but on this podcast. But <laughs> I, hope I, was, I hope I was one of the more special ones right there. But you yeah, know, first team all defense. I think you know, uh, Mose, Coach Jamal Mosley. He said it himself. Like Jalen's progressing to the point. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he's progressing to the point where he could be an all, you know, all team defender mm-hmm. in the league. And you're starting to see him put the tools together. You know, the athleticism, the, you know, being a little bit more flexible in terms of how he's guarding. Like, there is there is a skill set there on that end that's just game-changing. Like, you can see it, especially in some of these second quarters he's played, because he, he's been that, mm-hmm. like, sub-in, midway, kind of maybe, like, somewhere between, like, the six-minute mark and, like, three, four-minute mark in the first quarter, and then he gets to, like, his longer stint going into the second quarter, especially the, the start of the second quarter. You can see how impactful he is on that end just from terms of how he's guarding his man but just these these plays he makes the flexions he has the steals he gets he's been doing a couple like he's had a few steals where guys will try to make a pass from the backcourt into the front court and i don't know like i think one time i saw it like he was hiding behind the guy he just popped <laughs> like behind the play and he popped in front mm-hmm. but in other times he's just there and he just jumps right there like he will just throw like just shoot almost like out of a cannon just he's so the quick pass. Yeah, that's the defensive back uh, yeah, background yeah, and him uh, just being able to jump. But yeah, he's so, like he, there's a quickness to him, a suddenness to him that I think sometimes surprises uh, offensive players hmm. and the physicality he brings. So there's there's just a lot of tools as he gets more playing time. Like he honestly hasn't played a whole lot when you, you know when you think right. about how much playing time a guy needs to have to really get to that level. Yeah, but he he's on a trajectory where I could actually see that being you know. Something very realistic for him. Hmm. I'm I'm gonna hop in, Peach, because I have my blank is the final version of Jalen Suggs is an all defensive team starter. Okay. That so I'm I'm right on that same thing. I I was kind of combining two things. He's gonna be an all defensive team player and he's gonna be a starter in this league. Um for all the reasons Kobe mentioned. But I I you know he's right now he's nineteenth in the league. Here's a, an advanced analytic for you, Peach. I know you love these. He doesn't. 
Um, he's 19th in the league right now in something called regular, regular, I couldn't say it pre-show and I can't say it now, regularized <laughs> defensive turnovers. I'm not sure if you know exactly what that is, Kobe, <laughs> but he's 19th in it. And I think it's good. I was looking for deflections, um, but y- you can just tell that he's getting into the passing lanes. As right. you said, he's a menace on the defensive side. And, and guess what? The other side of the ball is coming around too. As our boy, David Steele, let us know. In the this is anything. I don't know if it was mm. last night or the night before. Mm-hmm. He's shooting sixty one point three percent from his mid range, oh, yeah, <laughs> and that that's a... that's the number one in the league on someone with thirty more attempts. <laughs> that was that was hilarious if you were watching it because the other players on that list were like Kevin Durant and like I, I forget People Devin had Booker. Shot several of them, yeah, yeah, and and those guys had shot like. 200 300 mid-range shots and and Jalen's like at like 32 but in his last five according to stat muse 11 points per game two rebounds two steals I'm two I'm two assists I'm sorry 1.2 steals which is much lower than his actual defensive impact but the important thing for me 51 percent from the field about 37 percent from three Mm -hmm. which is where Jalen had struggled previously the only thing that's going to hold Jalen back guys in my opinion is the thing that makes him great, which is his crazy motor and mm. his the way he plays at reckless abandon. But yeah, Libman should put their logo on his jersey because he is all <laughs> over the court, cleaning it better than any of those green shirted folks could. Uh, my answer for this one, the final version of Jalen Suggs is Jalen Suggs Senior. That means he goes on to have a child, names it Jalen, and he's Jalen Sachs. Because I feel like he's his own man, right? You guys have put these other labels of things he could become. Yeah, but. But they always say, oh, do you want to be the next Michael Jordan? And you hear great people go, no, I want to be the next me. And they say their name. Okay. And I feel like that's what Jalen Suggs would answer if yeah. you asked him the similar question. So I say he's just himself. All right. Which, was, which then, resembles a dog, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he, he has definitely got the dog in him. That is Jaylen for sure. Senior. <laughs> that, that's, I, I did not expect that to be how you finish a sentence. I, I appreciate the creativity there. <laughs> I like to have that's a true compliment from yeah, a wordsmith himself. Yeah. See some college kids, it'll get you somewhere. Yeah, some. Just a taste. <laughs> no debt. <laughs> no diploma. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the third one. Uh again. Kobe, Kobe, your your writing is fantastic, extremely informational and entertaining on Orlando Sentinel. In one of your recent articles uh, about Mo Bamba's departure, you detailed some of the cap stuff, mentioning that we could have as much as fifty-five million in salary cap free. Uh, of course, that number would mean that you know certain contracts like J.I. Kel, Gary, and Bull wouldn't be coming back. Which, of course, we know. That that's not all going to happen. Maybe one of those, but I don't see J.R. Kell going anywhere. Hopefully not Gary or Bull. I think we should let those guys. But there could be a lot of flexibility in the salary cap and a lot of room. So here is our fill in the blank. Mm. The Orlando Magic's offseason will be blank. It's a good time. We're about at the All-Star break. Good time to reflect. So what say you, Kobe? The Orlando Magic's all-star, uh, not oh. all-star break, rather, off-season <laughs> will be fun. I think it'll just be a fun, just something fun to kind of chronicle. Mm. <clears throat> the options, like, I think you can kind of see how they're positioning themselves for the future. They have, between this summer and maybe even you want to consider the 2024 summer, like, they have the flexibility to go in multiple different directions. 
before, you know, certain guys start getting, you know, their next contracts start kicking in. Um, so I think it's going to be fun to see how this front office views this team. Cause that's ultimately what the moves will be reflective of. Like how, like each right. move will be a reflection of what they view of their core and what they view of this team and what they view of the direction. So I'm actually very interested in seeing how, what, how are they evaluating this stretch? Whether you want to say the stretch from December 5th or 7th to now, the stretch from beginning of this year to now, the stretch from post all-star break to the end of the season. Like, how are they viewing this? Just like, how much are they buying this team's ready for that next step? They may be a little further ahead in this process than we may have gone to the season believing, or is this, we thought this team was at this level. We just need to see them healthy. And now mm -hmm. we understand like this, they're fitting or they're in the, they're on the pathway that we thought they were going to be, you know, before the health start, really started to disrupt the first 20, 25 games of the season. So that's that's something I think will be. I think it's going to be fun to see just exactly what they're seeing, and not just from what they tell us, but from what they show us through the moves they do or do not make. Mm. Yeah, that's one hundred percent accurate. Uh, no, no, my first thought was fun as well. <laughs> gonna 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 switch it up a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna go hype. Oh. I think it's gonna be hype. Really? Uh, and and I think it's gonna be hype in both terms of it. I think it's gonna be like. Hell yeah. Raise the roof. Okay. People are stoked on us. Uh -huh. People have heard we've got a good young core. I'm All this stuff's going on. Some new people are going to come in, maybe free agent, obviously some draft picks, and everyone's going to start to get on our bandwagon just a bit, just a bit. They're going to at least, least put a toe on there and be like, I want to consider your bandwagon. And <laughs> the hype might get a little too much, to be honest. Yeah. The actual hype now. Like uh everyone's going to pump it up so much. That it might be like, oh, they're expecting us to win 20 of the first 25 games. But, you know, we're going to have to measure the expectations and tamp people down a little bit. But Peach is it's got to be hype. Always temperance with you. You're very I like to keep. I like to keep it real. Yes, you do. And I think with a team like this, if you're going to follow them and watch every game, you have to, like, do that. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of bad days if you hang your hat on your, your heart's on your sleeve and every time they lose you're upset. Like you gotta, you gotta roll with the punches. You're talking about me again. Well, last night in the war and the wrap up, I pulled you back though. <laughs> yeah. You I did. feel like we Thank got, you. we got your smile under the end of the yeah, episode. That was nice of you. I, so I, I'm going to rain on the parade. I think guys, come on. I man. don't mean to, I don't mean to, but I have right here. The Orlando magic's off season will be quieter than expected. I just, I don't see looking at Weltman Hammond's track record and what they did in Milwaukee. I don't see the the big slat splash move that maybe myself, maybe some of you second cousins out there are thinking we're kind of that one free agent away or that that one step away from really making a deeper push into the, being in the playoffs and then making a, a serious push to make some noise. I think that there's going to be another year. I, Kobe was was talking about this a moment ago of more just like, let's really see what we have without the injuries. Let's draft a guy. I don't know if we're going to use both draft picks, but I don't think we're going to use one of those or both of them to bring in anyone, any crazy big name. We want, you know, Franz and, and Paulo to have the rock and to be developing, of course, with Kel too. So I just think they're going to, we're going to let it rock. And I'm hype. Hey, if we let it rock, I'm hype off of that. All right. I'm not, and then I think so a now you're dipping years, a toe on the my answer bandwagon. Yeah, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna, here. Get the feet out again. Um, yeah, I'll dip a toe onto your bandwagon. All right. Okay. So now, like, 
I'll be excited to follow along, Kobe, with all your articles this summer and, and seeing the narratives that you're kind of weaving and seeing with your close proximity to the team. But <laughs> I, we've got to ask you this blank before we let you go. Because, and this is from one of our Patreon, shout out to Matthew Bell on the Patreon. Thank you, sir. That's the Matthew um, Bell sponsored. <laughs> um, there has been, um, how do I say this? Some frustrations, Peach, mm-hmm. amongst the magic community around uh, the front office and some of its um, ways of, of, obfuscating I don't know, that's maybe not the right word of just being closed and, and clandestine and, and very tight-lipped in the way that they go about their business which if you're running an organization by the way is the great thing to do however as us fans it can be frustrating so i'm curious for you kobe to fill in this blank it is blank getting solid information from our front office i can't wait to hear this one i'm gonna lean in <laughs> It is blank to get information from solid information. I'm I'm not talking about those. I'm not talking about those Weltman euphemisms and and all that. The sugar hot. No, I'm talking about. Hey, what's going on here? Give me a straight answer, Weltman. We don't seem to get those. So, what's it like for you? Are are you experiencing? Like, let me not. I'm not. I'm leading the question. I'm sorry, Peach. (laughs) Sorry. It is not. As it is, actually, I have this written down somewhere. Let's make sure I actually say this in a way that is dramatic. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to cost you any relationships here. That's not no, no, not even, not even that. I was just trying to make sure I say it in a way that's very uh, grammatically correct, just so I'm not saying something that doesn't make sense. It mm-hmm. is not as strenuous, and I guess finish the sentence uh, if you kind of roll from there. So I guess not as strenuous. Getting solid information, not as strenuous as some may think. Oh, okay. Getting solid information. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> and I think I think I use that just because I think, yeah, there like I think uh, I think it was from the draft or the draft period where I think Jeff mentioned just like they like they take pride in like being buttoned up and not like having like not putting a whole lot of information out there. Right. So for me, like, I think I'm not, I don't get as, I don't know, maybe as like concerned or maybe frustrated as others may be just because mm-hmm. like, there's an understanding of like, this is what they are willing to say. This is what they're not willing to say um, or willing to touch on and willing to talk about. And then it's also like on me is like, okay, well, if I'm not going to, there's, if I'm not getting the solid information from here, there's like, I'm going to figure out, like, I'm going to find just try to find information in other ways. Mm. Um, whether like we talk like, and I give an example is like talk about the injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like a lot of that was coming straight from like, I was giving updates based off going to the players, like just speaking yes. with them, like how they're feeling. I read those articles. Thank good. you for that. That's that was good. genius. So yeah. And so that's just means like the front, like the front office may not comment on like, Oh, this is where this guy's at. Right. And I think some of it is also being respectful, respectful to the players too. And I yes. guess you want to say like in defense of the front office, because mm-hmm. they don't want to put the players in a position that they're not comfortable in, especially when it comes to like, when it comes to injuries. Yeah. That health. has burned some so, franchises with star players in the past. So that is an angle on this that I don't think anyone's ever brought up before. So I think that's a great point. So, so I, I'm in my mind, I'm picturing you're also getting it. Like Jesse Mermaid sends you a Raven. <laughs> <laughs> 
with like some information too. Like, but I, in in general, I just love the the idea that like you're just simply asking the players. It's it's that simple. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think sometimes is maybe overcomplicated or. I don't know, made to be something is not like sometimes it's like you ask something and there's certain there's certain things that just front offices generally either won't or honestly probably shouldn't talk about yeah. uh, at least publicly and i understand it they have like i have a job they have a job too and some of their job is protection of information mm-hmm. uh, i understand that but there's certain information obviously that i seek out and i think it's important to report on or speak on publicly and whether it's you know, injuries or where guys are at in terms of their process or just generally how they're feeling in that process. That's something that I believe is important, whether it's, you know, what I'm hearing about draft process or player evaluation process or any of that rotations, uh, any of that kind of stuff. Like, I think that's important. So if the front, even if they may not say like, all right, this is going to be our path, like you can like start putting the pieces together in other ways too. And not in like a, in like, uh, underhanded way if that makes sense just like on a straightforward on it's just like this is what i'm trying to figure out and these are the ways i can figure that out that's cool now, now have you um are there other do you have past ex- I'm, I, for forgive my ignorance here I, I did see i've seen you on a couple other podcasts and I, I think it was on maybe orlando magic hq they you, they dug into a little bit more of your history when you first jumped onto the orlando sentinel but have you dealt with other front offices before? Were you coming from college program? Is did I have that confused? Did you have to work with the Bulls when you were writing for Pippin Ain't Easy, which is by the way probably one of the best blog names of all time? <laughs> it is. I will stand by that is very much one of the better blog names out there. Uh, oh, Pete, you did your research. I link. Yeah. I hit the LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. So I guess I'll. No, I did not work with. I did not directly deal with the bulls while i was blogging for pimping and easy yes you are actually right on multiple uh fronts kyle in terms of my background so i guess to elaborate a little bit further i was covering the miami hurricanes before i took this job with orlando sentinel however during that time i was also the backup miami heat rider at the south florida sun sentinel and then I cover Ooh. other, like, I cover, <laughs> I covered, uh, yeah, I know it's a sore spot. So you got to cover the playoffs. That's cool. <laughs> Actually, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't cover a playoff game, oh. but, but I guess, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. But <laughs> <laughs> there's a story there. I'm going to do a little investigating. All right. I'll, I'll get back to you second cousins. We'll get the story. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, and then, yeah, I think, uh, cover FAU and other college program, uh, cover inner Miami. So I, I did a few different, uh, things, cover a few different teams programs while in South Florida before coming to, coming to the Orlando Sentinel. All right. Is there a, is there a guy on the team that you talk to that you enjoy talking to the most? That's like just a dude. Cause I feel like most of our guys are pretty good dudes. Oh, it seems so it's, like it's got to be like picking your favorite child. I would imagine. I don't have children, but I would imagine it's like that. But like, <laughs> who, who are your go-to guys on the team? That's a good bonus fill in the blank, Peach. Your favorite, <laughs> your favorite Orlando Magic player to hang out with is blank. Well, I don't know if he hangs out with him, but he at least yeah, talks well. to him. I'm saying like, <laughs> who do you enjoy conversing with the most? That you feel like you get the coolest stuff from. Yeah, I mean, it, it varies. Like, I don't think I, I don't look at it like that, to be honest. I know that's kind of like a cliche answer, but I really don't. He's dodging uh, the question, Peach. 
You can tell he's a pro. <laughs> he doesn't want to say Cole Anthony and upset Chuma. I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's also like, honestly, some of it's just also like in terms of a lot of it, like you may spend time like either in shooting rounds, practices, or locker room. Mm. And especially the locker room, that's the circumstantial. Mm. I, uh, and I, I guess I'll, I'll explain a little bit more. Like I talked to Markel, like I got to know Markel a little bit better while he was out before he came back okay. because he was hurt. He wasn't gone. He wasn't during like doing his pregame stuff. So sometimes he'd be in the locker room, hanging out with the guys, ch- chatting. And we just, we would just talk about stuff, you know, obviously I did, I think a story or two about how he was feeling, but also we just talk about stuff off the floor too. Mm. But, and obviously we still chat now, but like, since he's come back, like his shooting slot is during, I believe during locker room time, pregame locker room time that is. So I don't see him as much in the locker room during that time, if that makes sense. Right. Oh, okay. that's interesting. That is a good little peek behind the curtain there. That yeah. So, so you must know guy, Ji really well then. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jonathan. We love you. <laughs> we love you. That's a little joke. We're just having fun here. It makes so, sense. Yeah. It makes complete sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, the guys. That's that's cool that they're, and and they're like willing to spend that time, which just speaks to the character of all the young men that we have on the squad. Um, well, thank you so much, Kobe, for being that advocate. Um, for, I, 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 maybe that's not the right word, but for being, you know, that person that is inquiring and asking the questions that many fans are wondering about and, yeah. and fueling and, and really helping us to understand how the team is feeling and where guys' heads are. It, it really provides a, a lot of important context to help me understand the situations and, and, and what's going on with the squad that we spend so much time with and that we love and bleed blue for. So Yeah, and also we're trying to do a podcast and like during the summer we gotta fill time. So yeah. we need we need yeah. all this information. So keep doing what you're doing, Kobe. <laughs> we really need it, man. <laughs> oh no, it is more than my pleasure. I appreciate, you know, I appreciate you guys supporting, reading, following along. It really does mean a lot. Uh being I can tell that you actually that you do read, and that's really appreciated because uh, you're being able to recall very specific things that I've written before. So that's 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 amazing to actually see. Yeah, and make sure second cousins. I'm telling you, it's like seven bucks for six months. It'll be the best seven bucks you ever spend just for the digital. All I do, I I mean, I'm in Connecticut. I care nothing of or or Florida politics, social anything going on down there. I mean, a, a little bit. I want Orlando to be doing well and be happy, but I literally just filter for Orlando Magic. And it's pretty just like Kobe Price, Kobe Price, Kobe Price. And I just hop on there every day and see if there's a new article. And the insight is always tremendous. So if you haven't already, it's going to be the best seven bucks you ever spent. And then we'll make sure we got to do the campaign. We got to email the manager, make sure we get Kobe everywhere. Mm. Yeah. All right. I'm bringing the sign to the game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, sir. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Hopefully we can uh, do this again sometime. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. I really do. Absolutely. Uh, anytime you want to do this again, just reach out. Cool. We'll do. Thanks. We'll see you next week in Orlando. Thanks again to Kobe for stopping by and spending some time with us. We'll hope to do it again. And now, Peach is going to run down, give us a little update about where we stand with the Court Cousins Championship. He sure is. Uh, yeah. So we made five. He's speaking in the third person now. Yes. <laughs> He's a hell of a guy. Uh, <laughs> so we had 10 games in this set when we made five bets. Here are the bets and where they stand so far. Uh, I set 
the idea of Paulo scoring 30 points in a game, which seems silly now. But uh, I set <laughs> yeah, that line at 2.1. You took the under. So far, zero in those first six games. Still four to go. He'd have to do it in three of them. I think he got a W there. Hey, maybe coming off the <laughs> All-Star break, we get a hot Paulo. That'd be nice. Uh, then next, you pose the idea of Suggs steals. Him averaging two point four steals a game for I was this high stretch. On, he was playing really good defense. He still is. Um, and he has one point two, an average yeah. of one point two so far in this game. But so he's going to need to average like six. For but the if you're looking for a brace spot, he had four against Miami. So he needs right? to get. So he had that. a few games right. with zero in there. Okay. So, All right. All right. Um, next, we I put pose the idea of the Moritz charges drawn. Love I it. Set the line way too high at six point five. You've taken the under. He does have three so far. Hey. So if he gets one a game, we could That's still do it. it. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, it's not crazy. He you know he's going to try. Gonna try. He's going to try. So <laughs> that's all I can ask. <laughs> Next is uh, one that I'm feeling super good about. You pose the idea of full yeah. points, and you set the line nice and low at 13. I took <sighs> the over, and he's at 16.5 so far. So barring a complete sorry, falling off, this one should be a dub for me. That was my bad, Markel. And then the fifth one is the fan-inspired from Anthony Unwin. It was Gary Harris's threes. And the total of them made per game has been 1.9. So I set the line of total threes to 20.5. So far on the first six, he only has eight. He didn't play against the Nuggets. That kind of hurt me a little bit. But you took the yeah. under there. So that's looking pretty good for you. For sure. And so the way this is going to work now is whoever wins the wagers gets to just decide what the shootout will be for the Court Cousins Championship belt. So if things play out as they are right now, yep. I'll be able to si decide the, terms. the, the arena yep. for the shootout. The could arena, be anything. The terms. Yeah. Could be Papa Shot. Could be an NBA Jams game. We find an arcade if down If you have Orlando. the advantage and you choose Papa Shot, That's I stupid. would advise against that. that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to choose like soccer shots at the Orlando City Arena. You or did something. already suggest that. That would be a good idea for you. Secretly, I'm pretty good at soccer. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You played high school soccer too? I did not. I stopped. <laughs> All right. You better not go anywhere, you knucklehead. Stick around for the large ending. But I do want to shout out again all our All-Stars and Second Cousins on the Patreon. Magic Player History, Omid, um, sorry, Raphael, Breadhead, Wally, Al, Bernie, Matthew, Gloria Damien, Yadi Connor, and the Polish Wonder. Thank you so much for supporting the show. If, if you can, go over, check out the Patreon. There's tons of good content over there. We got the outtakes. We've got some goals that we're trying to reach. I think the next one, we're about 50 bucks a month away from. If you can help us, that'd be great. The next goal is to give away more stuff. So if you can help us reach that, we're just going to put it back, right back in the show. What, what the hell? What the this is my bull patrol light. We didn't talk about him today, so I'm just forcing it into the show. Yeah. You can if you get on the Patreon, you can help Peach buy more hilarious shit like this. All right. This is what you need. You know, you didn't know you needed it, but this is what you need. So but seriously, thank you everyone for your support out there. It's been helping to get studio lights, to get this Rodecaster mixer, and just to create better content about the team that we love. So thank you for what you do. Um, if you can't, no big deal. Maybe the YouTube membership is the right price for you. Two bucks a month. You know, that's that's just saying, hey, thanks for keep, uh, creating the content. And, you know, the biggest thing is just watching, clicking that like, clicking that subscribe. We talked about it at the, at the start of the show, Peach, for our Chumar, you okay, check-in. Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes I'm in a valley, man. I'm yep. not feeling myself. Yep. I'm, maybe I'm not even really, I don't want, I'm not social. I don't want to do the show. But right. what always does get me up to do the show is knowing that, hey, we're going to have some jokes. We're going to have some laughs. That'll make me feel better. And hopefully it'll make someone out there get a laugh, right. get a chuckle, have a good time. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing like a podcast and not having jokes in it. Yeah. I know they're out there. But I don't know why. I don't know why people watch them. But <laughs> we like to keep it light, and and we're able to do that because of your support. So thank you so much, everybody. All right, Peach, hit the music, sir. It's time for the large ending. Yeah. Football season is over, Peach. I got a bonus fill in the blank for you. Mm. Peach feels blank. <sighs> that says it all. Uh, yeah. It's... That says it all. Empty. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I mean, I, it it felt like a wasted year to let the Chiefs, uh, with their terrible nickname and their terrible chance, insensitive, mm, and their their ketchup uh, goblin of a quarterback, just awful. Hate the Chiefs. Bad end of the season. It really Sunday has a big gap in it now. But yeah. I'm very seasonal. I understand yeah. March Madness around the corner. I'm excited for that. And then there's also you know the NBA and NHL playoffs at the same time, which is amazing and maybe the magic the weather will be gets in better that. so Let's it's see. all good so uh, i'm ready to move on i'll be fine cool uh we're going to be doing some card hunting we also have card cousins which is our sister channel over uh here on youtube check it it's out the only sister we have um and uh i want to know when you're looking in some of these shops what would be like your top of the line thing if money's no object what is your holy grail of sports cards you know i don't have any really sexy rpas of magic players so i like to get that and since we're in this era i think an rpa of paulo franz jalen would be sick i yeah. saw one on ebay of franz and jalen on the same card oh yeah that's a nice one. two pieces of jersey two autos franz and jalen there yeah. i think it ended up going for like two to three k and i'm just not yeah i'm not there yeah no? okay uh, but if you are there go to the patreon <laughs> <laughs> do i have something to sell you <laughs> All right. Um, Paulo uh, and Franz will be in the Rising Stars uh, game. And Paulo will be competing in the Skills Challenge Saturday night. Will you watch, Peach? Peach, uh, Peach. I won't because I'll be at work. Uh, but if I was home, I would uh, probably watch it later or at least watch okay. some highlights. I, I don't mind that. I, yeah. I know you don't like it, but yeah. it's all right. I don't know. I just guys running through cones, doing a layup, doing a pass. I don't know. It's just goofy fun. They have at least created the narratives of the team, which it make it slightly more interesting. last year than the slam dunk contest. Well. And we had a guy in it, so. Yeah, but, all right. Let's not. <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep it moving. Yeah. Uh, well, we just had a great writer and Kobe Price on. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always wanted to write a book. Yeah. I want to know. Would you edit it for me? I will. I also want to know. Yeah. You got any titles? You got any workshop uh, titles? Will it be called Squirrels on the Roof? No. <laughs> That'd be a chapter, though. Okay. <laughs> we are in the fan attic, and some squirrels yeah. just ran across the roof, which is why the joke was right. made. But you probably couldn't hear them, so it wasn't as funny for you. If you can't hear them, it means that our auto audio quality is not up to his standards, and he's upset. <laughs> oh, well. We have really good mics, thanks to the Patreons. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, Peach. I like an over-under on this. Court Cousins Night. Hope to see all you second cousins there. How many adult beverages do you think I'll imbibe on Court Cousins Night over-under? Starting to wonder if maybe you wrote this one just because you wanted to say the word imbibe. It's a fun It's a fun, such a good word to say. Uh, this is tough, ladies and gentlemen, because <laughs> uh, it's not just beers for you. You like to drink those mixed drinks. Oh, yeah. And, you know, whiskey on the rocks, baby. 
I'm kind of relying on the fact that I know you're a hydrator. I am. So you're going to fill up, you're going to get some water in there. Uh-huh. That's got to take up some space. I'm going to set it at 7.5, ladies and gentlemen, but there's room in the under, so think about it. Uh, or, there, there's room in the over. There's room in the over. There's room in the over because we're hoping to get together. We'll, we'll announce like where we're going to get together in the next couple of days before, and then we're going to party after. So there, there's time. And as I said, I, you know, I drink water between every drink, so I try to keep it ca- keep it pretty good. But I'll still be probably in zombie mode. By Wait a minute! Day. I totally forgot that we were gonna be somewhere before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. You gotta move on. The Take last the over. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a line for you based on our trip coming okay. up. Uh, we're big Jersey guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna set the line on jerseys. Okay. Bought by the Court Cousins team. Mm. I'm going to set it at 2.5. I know you're probably good for at least so one. I'm good for one only, so you're going to need to get at least two, but I, I see that in you. Okay. I see that in you. So, yeah, I, I guess I would take the over on this. I'm just kind of done paying $100 plus for a jersey. Sure. The quality, like, it's nothing stitched on anymore. Right. Nothing is high quality anymore. The prices go up and the quality's going down. So, yeah. I get most of my jerseys online for like 40 bucks, and sure, sure. you can't tell the damn difference. So, I'll get, but I will support the Orlando Magic Store. All right, everyone. Yep. I'll you got to get one with a Disney patch. I'll check yeah. the sales and I'll buy one jersey from the store. I don't know what it's going to be. Do you have one in mind? I need a Cole. I need a Cole, actually. It's going to be a Cole. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have a Suggs. Okay. But I also could be swayed on a Bull Bull. Uh, the Wendell I have is only a throwback one. Yeah. So yeah, I could go a lot of ways here. Okay. All right, and and let us know, ladies and gentlemen, at court underscore cousins. Hit us up. We're going to be down from Wednesday night to I'm leaving Sunday, but Peach is staying through Tuesday. Yes, I come back on Tuesday. There's a game Monday night. We're playing at the Pelicans. I want to watch it somewhere with somebody. A bar, your living room, your man cave. Wherever. Let's do it. Hell yeah. And, you know, we just want to kick it. Let us know. There's some spots that we should hit. Reach out to us. We want to press the flesh. We'll be doing a bunch of shooting. You couldn't end up in an episode. So Mm -hmm. we hope to see all you down there in some hopefully sunshiny weather in Orlando, Florida, one week from today. Peace out, Second Cousins. Thanks for coming. See you soon.